Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, Bears fans. We have a great episode today to kick off the NFL season, another edition of Bears Nation podcast, talking about a week one victory for your Chicago Bears over the Detroit Lions, 27-23, a nail-biter, a game we all sweat out. Um, but a win is a win. The Bears start 1-0 atop the NFC North division. And I know Kevin is probably frothing at the mouth, so I'm going to let him take his little monologue here because Mitch Trubisky was unbelievable in the fourth quarter today. Mitch Trubisky is the truth in the fourth quarter. Asterisk in the fourth quarter. 89 yards, three touchdowns, 148 passer rating in the fourth quarter. Absolutely unbelievable resilience from Mitch Trubisky in a time where he could have just – I mean, he was getting – slaughtered by everybody in the first three quarters he was not playing well comes out and scores 21 points in the fourth quarter to lead an incredible i would say one of the greater bears comebacks in recent history uh i mean this is this was absolutely incredible the bears had a 1.7 percent chance of winning that game in the fourth quarter and they somehow found a way to win credit to mitch trubisky credit to the defense credit to the rest of the team for staying resilient and not checking out of that game and never quitting although they only had a 1.7 percent chance of winning they never gave up and mitch trubisky did enough i mean I, i can't say enough about what he did after people were clamoring for nick Foles at the half for him to come back that way uh is a fine job for him chris i know you put out a poll on twitter i believe that asked the uh the fans if they wanted mitch Trubisky to come in or they wanted nick Foles to come in talk a little bit about that yeah so you know at, at halftime um I, I was seeing a lot of talk on twitter um you know a lot of people were saying like put nick Foles in put nick Foles in and i saw some other you know that mitch Trubisky truthers as you as you can call them um, we're, you know, kind of defending Mitch Trubisky and saying like, you know, that, that wouldn't make sense, this and that. So I put out a poll, um, literally right when, um, the clock hit zero heading into halftime, um, and 60 something percent of people said yes, that they wanted Nick Foles to come in, uh, to, to come into the game in the second half. So, um, you know, Mitch, that's the definition of shutting people up. And, you know, I, I mean, we, we've all heard the cheesy saying, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And, you know, he finished and, you know, he, he, he I mean, th- there's really nothing more you could ask for from him. All right. Um, <laughs> I was not in the put foals camp, uh, put foals in camp. I thought if you, you can't afford to do that mid game, um, I thought for sure we would see Foles next week. It looked like Mitch was dead in the water. He looked panicked. He looked scared. It looked like he had no kind of... It didn't look like he had any semblance of a rhythm, uh, really. But Mm -hmm. then, you know, he comes out in the second half, 
and he plays well, and then he lights it up in the fourth quarter for 140-something uh, passer rating, three touchdowns. I think he was, what, eight for ten on his completions, uh, yeah. and, and puts together a good game and, and puts together a dime of a throw to Anthony Miller to put you in the lead to give you the go-ahead touchdown that would ultimately lead to the win. Um so I'm fine with riding with Mitch for another week. Like I said in the beginning, a win is a win. Um, but you just got to see him build off it now. I got to see it continue. You know, a, a win is great. And it's great that he did that when it mattered. But now I need to see it next week. And thankfully you have the Giants. But I, I need to see it. And I need to see a complete game. And I will say that I think having a sturdy running game, a reliable running game, I think they were over 100 yards rushing today, which is something we haven't seen in a while. Um, I think that definitely helps. So I, I'm encouraged. I am cautiously encouraged by what I saw today. 149 yards rushing for the Chicago Bears. Dave Montgomery, 64 yards. Tariq Cohen, 41 yards. Mitch himself, 26 yards. And hey, how about that? Four carries and 19 yards from Cordero Patterson. And I know they didn't rush. And they didn't even rush a lot in the second half, obviously, when you're down by that much. They had to kind of pass the ball to get back into the game. So. A lot of those yards of that 149 coming in the first half. So I think that's really encouraging, right? Because we talked about how much the run game will open up things for the offense, how much they are, we are going to need the run uh, to be a huge factor on this team for them to uh, have success. And the fact that it wasn't just Dave Montgomery, the fact that Cordero Patterson was getting in the mix, and I liked the way they were using him, the fact that Tariq Cohen was running up the middle, not laterally. I mean, these are really positive things. And like Jonathan Vilma, the announcer in the game, said for pretty much the whole first half, the offensive line was dominating, absolutely dominating uh, the Detroit Lions front seven that kind of faded away in the second half for a little bit or really in the third quarter. But very, very good to see that the rushing game uh, was turned up a notch with the offensive line dominating for at least a portion of the game. Yeah, I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth with uh, with the offensive line. I mean, we all, I think we all agreed that that was one of our biggest worries on offense. Um, and, you know, they, like you said, they completely dominated. So, um, you know, we, we just, the whole theme with this offense is just we need consistency. That That's really all it is. That And that's not just Mitch Trubisky. That's everybody on the offense. So, um, you know, I they're playing a Giants team that's not, you know, very good next week. So they should be able to, you know, get their groove again. So um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. It was a good win. Yeah. I, and like I said, a win is a win. It's great. And you have a chance to build off it next week against the Giants, which is awesome. Um, a lot of really positive things. Like you guys said, the uh, the north south running by Tariq Cohen was great. David Montgomery looked healthy, which was fantastic. And, you know, uh, hand in hand with that, the offensive line you know, that allows you to have that good running game. I think everyone on the offensive line looked good, minimal mistakes, if any. Uh, So that was great. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing how this team, because, and this is true of every team this year. This is the first game action against opposing players. That is not the same team for every single team across the league. So there was going to be that period where people had to shake off the cobwebs. So I'm definitely uh, encouraged. Like I said, I'm encouraged by what I saw. I'm cautiously optimistic about what's happening, um, you know, and I think Mitch obviously earned the start next week. Um, so I'm interested to see what we see next week. I'm interested to see, you know, maybe we could get a little bit more balanced. You're not in that hole in the second half where you don't have to throw as much. But, I mean, my confidence meter in Mitch right now is probably a 7.5 out of 10. And that seems to me like it's highest than it, like, 
like prior that's the to the game is that for me in a while. yeah exactly and that's what I'm saying that's really important I think that's I think the confidence he has in himself is huge especially after the performance he made today the confidence at halftime yeah probably not so great but at the end of the game in club dub his confidence is probably at a pretty damn high point uh, one of the highest of his career and you know we talk about you know where has Mitch Trubisky improved what has he improved him and that, that was the big question in training camp right like okay he wins this competition what were the reasons for that I thought today even starting in the first quarter he looked calmer and he looked more confident from the start he wasn't making good throws in the first half don't get me wrong he was missing throws all over the place but you know he was setting his feet he was letting uh the pocket collapse on him he was doing all the right things and then he had a one blunder where he runs backwards and he fumbles the football but aside from that play i would say he to me looked calmer looked collected, and looked confident in the pocket from a pure uh, throwing standpoint. So that's really good to see from him that, you know, those things that Matt Nagy talked about and those things that everybody talked about in training about how he, you know, looked more poised and looked more confident and calm in the pocket. Those things from what we saw today seem to be true. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I think the biggest indicator of that was that throw to Anthony Miller. Um, oh, you know, God, the, yeah. the game went – he – I mean, his – like, I, I don't remember ever seeing Mitch Trubisky look like that. Like, his – his, the way he threw the ball, um, his his feet looked beautiful, um, you know, and it's just, I, I don't know, like maybe everything they were saying this offseason is actually true. Uh, you know, a lot of people were doubting it. Oh, we hear this every year. We hear this every year. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't remember hearing, you know, in the offseason that Mitch Trubisky was looking great ever uh, up until this year. And, you know, it, it's so I, I really hope we see this next game. If we see this next game. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm all in on Mitch Trubisky, like, honestly. Wow. I mean, it's hard not to feel that way because, and here's the thing, the schedule favors you too, because you have, you have the Giants next week, then you have the Falcons and then the Colts. Falcons, they're better. I'm not, I mean, Todd Gurley looked good today. Uh, Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones are real threats, but that defense is shaky at best. Um, I think you can definitely, that's a beatable team for sure. And the Colts showed today that they are a very beatable team. So you have a favorable schedule. You just got to build, you got to build these blocks up because it can't be like last year where you had the Washington game and Mitch looked awesome. And then it all fell apart. You got to be able to build off of this. And, uh, and you know, I I think it will, because as we saw, I mean, you kind of had that, on a, on a smaller scale today, first quarter, awful second quarter, a little better third quarter, good fourth quarter. Great. So you just need those progressions for the season as well. You just need to, I mean, I'm not saying you need to start do that every game. You can't have bad. Okay. Good. Great. Every game. Cause you're not going to win games like that, but that kind of building blocks mentality where, okay, see what you did in the fourth quarter today, carry that over against the giants next week. And I think what you're saying kind of plays to the importance of how big it was for them to get a win this week. You know, when we were looking down at that 1.7% chance of winning, I was kind of preparing my thoughts on what I would say if we lose. And I probably would have said, oh, you know, they've started 0-1 the past two years. They, have, they haven't actually won in uh, week one since 2013. You know, it happened before and there's a lot of season left. But, like, in reality, like, you talk about building off of it. And, you know, that that kind of game, had they lost that game, is demoralizing. And, yeah, you play some tough teams down the stretch, but you talk about them or, or some easy teams for the next few weeks you talk about the momentum of a season i mean it is it is completely shifted now when you win in that manner i mean you saw those guys i don't know if you saw the bears instagram story running into the locker room and they're at an all-time high matt Nagy's dapping them up obviously they do club dub and now like you mentioned you play some what you could regard as easier opponents in the coming weeks you have a real chance to you know figure out your confidence figure out your identity of your team instead of like 
trying to, you know, recover from a loss. And then you really have to figure out what's going on and what are the issues with this and that. Like this win, I think people don't understand, was more than just a week one victory. This is very, very important for the momentum of the season because they play tougher opponents down the stretch. You have an opportunity here to start potentially 4-0, maybe 4-1, 5-2, something like that. And you have an opportunity to build off of a big comeback win that is a huge momentum booster. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, not only is it a win, it's a it's a win in the division. Uh, I mean, you'll take those all never take those for granted. Yeah, never, never, never. And I I I know you guys remember um, heading coming into this year. I kept saying, like, you know, a lot of it was due to us, like, you know, shooting ourselves in the foot, not playing well, this and that. But I mean, the the Detroit Lions are not going to be terrible this year. They're, They're just not. I mean, they had guys. They, are, they were already coming into this game with a lot of injuries, and then they had a couple guys mm-hmm. uh, get injured. Um, Jamie Collins got ejected. So what I mean, a stooge Jamie Collins is! Yeah, and, what what a dummy! Yeah. I I really don't know what he was thinking. I was I was going crazy on Twitter because I'm I, I'm just like I'm watching that like there's no way that just happened right now. Like what the absolute hell is that? The man like, leaves um, Bill Belichick one time and he forgets how to act. <laughs> No, but seriously, like, you know, it's just it's so good to see. When have you ever seen the Bears offense, you know, claw their way back like that? You know, even Mm -hmm. even when we've, you know, made comebacks, it's usually been down 10 points, um, you know, seven points, seven points, 10 points, something, something where, you know, the offense doesn't have to look that good to make the comeback. If you guys get what I'm trying to say. But sure. they, they needed to look great, and they did look great. Like, I don't think Mitch Trubisky could have played any better. I think he was perfect in the fourth quarter. And I'm not talking numbers-wise. Like, just watching him play, like, he was – it was perfect. Yeah, I mean, when the when the Lions scored that touchdown, they went up 23 uh, uh, to 10. Six. Or, yeah, sorry. Six. Um, 23 to six. Like, I thought that – I thought it was over. I mm-hmm. You know, I you guys know I was golfing, and I said, all right, this is over. Like, I'm just going to play golf, whatever. And then, you know, I saw your guys' text start to come in. Uh, you know, shout out Jimmy Graham. We'll get out. To, we'll get to him in a second. But uh, and I saw that and I said, OK, maybe they're making this interesting. And then I saw the interception uh, and I said, OK, I, I'm turn. I'm going to turn this back on. And then, you know, I, I turned it on for those last few minutes to see everything go down the way it did. And uh, obviously pleasantly surprised to answer your question. When's the last time we saw the Bears claw back like this? Probably the playoff game against the Eagles, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and you know, we have to go even further back to say they clawed back and won. But, you know, the, I mean, there, there's only so many times we can hammer this point home. This is a great win. There are people, obviously, of course, there's always going to be people who are going to poke holes in Mitch uh, tomorrow morning and tomorrow afternoon. And 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 they have some some merit there. They have uh, they have their reasons. And those reasons are, uh, you know, the, there's good merit to those because, Mitch did look pretty bad to aggressively mediocre uh, at best in that first half. So I think that, but then, you know, they're going to get to, but in this fourth quarter, he looked great. Mm -hmm. And I think you're going to have a lot of people saying the same things that I am and that we are that he's got to build on it now. So, you know, it's a great win and I'm very happy about it, but I am not, I'm not ready to say, all right, we're here playoffs. Let's go. I'm not ready to say that yet because I got to see it consistently. 
Yeah, I mean, it's about poking holes and about Mitch Trubisky. Like, look, in the 2019 playoffs when Patrick Mahomes came back in incredible fashion against the Titans and the Texans, the conversation was never about, oh, you know, Mahomes did not play well in the first two halves. Although he came back and went, he did not play well in the first two halves. So it's always about the incredible comebacks that he made. And that's the same case for other quarterbacks, not just Patrick Mahomes. Other quarterbacks are the Mitch Trubisky. If they play poorly and they come back and win, it's what a great job they did to come back and win. So honestly, as Bears fans, I think we owe it to ourselves to just admit that, look, Mitch Trubisky, although he didn't play well, he came back and he got the win. There's a reason the game is four quarters and not two. It happens all along the first through the fourth quarter, and what happens, what happens. That's the that's the whole tale of the game. And it, again, it, Mitch has never talked about this way. It's never, oh, incredible comeback by Mitch. There's always the asterisk that says oh but what did he do in the first half when that's not the case for other quarterbacks and I know Mitch has gotten so much flack in the past because of his past performances but I think as Bears fans we honestly uh, it's hard it's hard to face that reality because they're going to find a way to bash Mitch any way they can but we owe it to ourselves to say look at the end of the day Mitch Trubisky made an incredible comeback and his stat line and everything was good at the end of four quarters, at the end of four quarters, not the end of two, at the end of four, we owe it to, our, we owe it to ourselves to say Mitch Trubisky made one hell of a comeback. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's kind of pathetic in a way, like, uh, like Jake said, there is some merit to it, but I mean, look, the guy, the guy, you know, airmail somebody, you, everybody wants to know play better he you know completes the ball people say it could have been better I mean he, he right. comes back and and wins this game for us and it's like he could have been better like how about we just right. give him his props like he he deserves it he that fourth quarter I mean I, it's 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 hard not to overreact in a way just because of what we saw um and, and it, I don't know if I like I don't know if I'm off the rails here a little bit but like I just don't remember Mitch Trubisky looking like that. And that's when I was like, oh, wait, like, I'm kind of intrigued now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, everything they were, t- like, everything they were saying in the offseason just lines up with what we saw in the fourth quarter. But the whole theme of this this episode so far, consistency. That's it. Well, I'm going to do one more thing before we switch gears. 2019, Bears are down 23-6. Do we lose that game in 2019? If this was the 2019, do you think we lose that game in that exact same situation? 1,000%. Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, so I'm turning that game off. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, improvement, right? Improvement. And that's why I think the 2020 Bears are going to be better, and that's all I'll say about it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a step in the right direction, for sure. Um, we mentioned his name once already. I think that that covers all of our Mitch stuff, because I, I, the last thing I will say is that mental turnaround was very impressive to me, the, the way he locked it down. So that's very impressive. Um Moving on, though, to another component of the offense, Jimmy Graham. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think Adam Abdallah might be sweating, our friend of the show, because <laughs> he he uh, he swore up and down that Jimmy Graham was going to be a non-factor on this offense. And Jimmy Graham scores a touchdown today to start the season on pace for 16 touchdowns now. So uh, he can jump about three inches off the ground. But if if you're going to run plays for him like that, where he's just the bigger guy, um, and he's open or he can out muscle somebody. I'm fine with it. All right. You know, let's rock. But, uh, I, I mean, I, that's really all I got to say. If Jimmy Graham can be a contributor, fine. I mean, he's already exceeding expectations. 
Well, not only did he have one, he almost had two. I mean, he was yep. an inch away from having a second touchdown. And, and this is what Chris and I and, and Jake, what we all talked about was like, Jimmy Graham's not going for 100 yards a game. What you want out of Jimmy Graham is red zone production. What did he give you today? Red zone production. So that you got exactly what you want out of Jimmy Graham. All the money you're investing for him, you got a little bit out of that today with that red zone production. We saw how terrible they were in the red zone in the first half. Feed Jimmy Graham when he has a third string cornerback on it's the easiest score you'll get on the day i love it i love to see that jimmy graham is an impact player and going forward i mean you, every time you're in the red zone you have to keep your eye on jimmy graham because he's going to be a target for them yeah absolutely and exactly what kevin said like i mean that what we saw from jimmy graham today is basically exactly what i expected or how i expected him to be used um and i think this is how he's going to be used moving forward uh he, you know he he's he's just bigger than a lot of people um and you know he's he has experience using that size to his advantage. So, um, you know, Jimmy Graham's going to continue to be, uh, you know, a big piece in this offense. Yeah, I'm. I, and those are things like just the way he's good for Cole Komet too. Um, so I, I think, and that's where I was expecting most of his value in the locker room. But if he does on-field production as well, that's that's great. Um, anyway, that's our little bit on Jimmy Graham. Uh, I want to focus a little bit more on the running game because. I think, and, and this will tie in also, let's talk about the running game and Nagy as well as a play caller because mm-hmm. we saw some diversification. We saw a lot of stuff that we didn't last year. It wasn't one-dimensional. I think you saw a fair balance between Montgomery, Patterson, and Cohen, which was good. Um, and the offensive line we already talked about looked good and was opening holes for those guys to run through. And Nagy, he was he was good. He called a good game. When it was close and when it was even, obviously he had to go more through the air when the Bears were down big. But I thought he called a good game, and I think that that kind of balance is what we've been looking for for over a year now. I get that half. They were a perfect balance between run and pass. And obviously, once it reached the second half, it came lopsided because they had to come back. But that balance is exactly what you're looking for. And again, it wasn't like too crazy. I think they were calling the right plays. You were doing you weren't just, you know, tossing it to Tariq Cohen and letting him work. You were designing plays for Tariq Cohen to go up the middle. You were designing the right plays to use Cordero Patterson. Dave Montgomery was his usual self, just running over people, refusing to go down. I mean, this is I mean, we talk about how important the run game is going to be. And you saw a little glimpse of how good it can be and I think the whole you know I want to talk so much about this Cordero Patterson thing because we, we stress how much uh, or how important that whole RB3 situation is and we were so concerned about Ryan Nall when Dave Montgomery was on the injury report but I mean like when Cordero Patterson has the football in his hands like he can do anything I mean he really can and, and anytime you can give him the ball like give it to him and on those toss plays the opportunities where you give him a chance to get a little bit of acceleration anytime i see him with the ball on a toss play it's like okay this guy's getting at least five yards like there's no way he doesn't and they even use him in a really important situation i think it was fourth down right it was fourth and two and they uh a little bit of a sweep to the left side he got that first down that led to the uh <clears throat> i believe the first touchdown of that 21 point comeback so i mean the running game is absolutely crucial you absolutely love what you saw and you know this is this this is going to mean good things if they can continue to run this way. Yeah. And, you know, the biggest thing, uh, you, you know, I've given Matt Nagy a lot of crap for not being able to adjust. And what he did today was adjust. The <laughs> first half was terrible. The offense looked high school level, um, you know, and, and then they come on the second half, you know, things are rolling, things are rolling and it just continues to get better and better. So, um, you know, it's just it's it's impressive to me. It's impressive. And like I said, 
going back to everything that was said in the offseason, you know, they said Matt Nagy was he was, you know, really digging deep and, and trying to fix his mistakes. And, you know, it's only one game, but he's done that so far. So um, you can't really ask for much more from him either. Yeah, he made the one adjustment that we've wanted to see, and that was include the running game, you know, run the damn ball, as we heard all last year. So it's good. And I'm really happy David Montgomery looked healthy. He got a healthy workload, so I'm not worried about him going forward at all. Um, he looked like the David Montgomery that was advertised for sure. That You know, you just can't bring him down. Um, so that was great. I mean, off. Uh, let's finish up the offense talk with what grade do you give the offense at the end of the day? Come back, everything. Mitch, the running game, play calling, obviously the win. I'm going to go with, a, I, I think, the same that I gave Mitch, a 7.5 out of 10. Uh, uh, number rating, I'll go like an 8.5 because the urgency they play with in the fourth quarter, like that's the urgency they need to play with the whole game. But at the end of the day, the stats were pretty good. They neared 400 yards. I mean, how many times did we hear the number 400 yards last year from our offense? Not very often. I can tell you that. So I'll go 8.5. Uh, at the end of the day, looking at it, you're pretty content with what they did. Yeah. Um, you know, right. I'm right in between you guys. Uh, Jake said 7.5. Uh, Kevin said 8.5. I'm I'm right at an eight. I'd say, um, you know, I I just the only thing preventing me from giving him that 10 was that first half. Like I just I I just don't think you can like completely ignore it. Sure. And that kind of that kind of goes into what we we're saying with like the consistency. But um, yeah, I, I'm at an eight. I think that fourth quarter was so good that I mean, despite that first half, like how can you not be confident moving forward? It's so funny to me in football how we talk about things like this because let's say in the NBA a basketball player you know isn't playing too well and they score 20 points in the fourth quarter. In that type of situation, it is never talked about. They're played through the first two quarters. It's never talked about. It's, oh, he went off in the fourth quarter. But I feel like in football, or even like the team in general, like if a team comes back and, and, and goes off in the second half of an NBA game or a team scores 12 runs in the sixth, seventh, and eighth, nine innings of baseball, like – they don't talk about, well, why weren't they doing things, you know, first uh, inning through fifth inning? Why do things in the first half? But I feel like in football, it's so much different that way. And it's just kind of funny to compare those things because, you know, every time we talk about the offense today, it's an asterisk because of what they did in the first half when I don't know, I don't necessarily know if it should be looked at that way. And I don't know if that's a strange opinion, but I don't know you guys think about that because i feel like that's you know you can't ignore it don't get me wrong but like i don't think it should bring down the rating because at the end of the day the game is four quarters not two yeah no i'm with you on that but my thing with that is that like if the bears offense was better last year than it was i don't think people would be talking about it the problem is like i i think people are more worried about it being a fluke more than anything like you know what I mean because it was so bad in the first half and it kind of looked like exactly how the offense looked last year Mm -hmm. and then you know second half they come out and like I said like in my opinion they look perfect so it's like it's a huge jump you know I think people just want to see it more um and and I yeah I I think that's really all it is yeah you're right when you consider other sports you're absolutely right and it's kind of funny that way but again I'll take it I like it I like what I saw I'm encouraged so, you know, on to next week, game plan for the Giants and build off of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, pivoting, though, to the defense, usually we have nothing wait, but wait, good Wait, 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 wait. Okay, Chris has one more. Chris has one more. Hang on. We're not going to talk about Anthony Miller? Oh, his I mean, guy. Well, he wants <laughs> to talk about Javon Williams. He wants to talk about Anthony Miller. He wants to talk about all his boys. He predicted big things from them, and now they're pre- – oh, we'll let you. Chris, all right, you know, speak your piece. What do you want to say? 
Anthony, oh, listen, we, we can move on after this. It's one statement. Anthony <laughs> Miller is here. That's it. That's oh, it. Anthony Miller has caps. arrived. He has, he has arrived. arrived. I will give you yeah. this. Anthony Miller's TD percentage on that completion was, or uh, completion probability, 30.5%. And he made it happen. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Give you that. I, man, like, it's just it's so crazy with him because like we're just waiting for for that breakout like everyone knows he's good everyone I mean, we good. saw it at the end of last year kind of yeah, yeah he went kind exactly. of exactly yeah i mean the, the dude is just he's actually incredible in my opinion i think he's that good is just man like if this offense is clicking like this i think i think people will, will be put on notice about anthony miller yeah i would agree with that i think i mean that throw was great too like that was oh like, man that was, one yeah, hell of a throw by Mitch. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, no, I completely agree with you on that. So, um, yes, that was a great play to seal, not to seal the win, but to give you the go-ahead. And, yeah, I mean, everything about that play, the throw, the catch, the dive. Uh, so I'm all about that. And that's one of the things that gives me optimism. Like, that's one of those throws that makes you think, all right, damn, like, this is the guy we drafted. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, like we said, I'm going to keep hammering this nail home. Got to see it. Got to build off of it. Also, Allen Robinson's diving catch needs to be on SportsCenter Top 10. That was oh, an was unbelievable catch. I yep. mean, the concentration of him to hold on to that ball when he hit the ground, too. I mean, like like you need any more proof that Allen Robinson is the latest one to throw that out there. Now <laughs> we can pivot to the defense. Go yep. ahead, Jake. I would like, I would like to see a, a Allen Robinson extension before next week. But, oh, yep. yes, please. That'd be pretty uh, cool. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, usually this is our shortest segment about the defense, but I think we have some stuff to talk about here because they were fine. I mean, they had, a, a, I mean, that fuller interception was huge, obviously. And the Jalen Johnson pr- pass breakup at the end of the game was great. But with that, you also have to talk about how they almost blew the game with that DeAndre Swift reception. He bailed them out with that, uh, mm-hmm. with that drop. So, I mean, that's something that you got to talk about, unfortunately, but there was good and there was bad, but, you know, the defense wasn't airtight like we're used to. What do you guys make of this? Yeah, I mean, look, the Bears made plays when they needed to, and and that's, I think, what is very important to notice is in the fourth quarter, Eddie Jackson makes one hell of a play to force that PBU and cause an interception for Kyle Fuller. They make that clutch stop on third down uh, a little bit prior to that to give the Bears the ball back uh, to get their second touchdown of the quarter. But it, it is worth mentioning that the thing that concerned me in the first half was there wasn't much of a pass rush, and that, that got better in the fourth quarter, and it's good. You know, the Bears usually aren't a great fourth quarter team. They weren't great last year. They weren't great in 2018. They were pretty damn damn good today in the fourth quarter but previously to that i know robert quinn was out but so was uh hala tovala davala i don't know how to pronounce his name the lions offensive lineman i'm i don't know how to pronounce his name but like we can't just say that because robert quinn is out that's the reason we weren't getting uh uh any rush i mean we have khalil mack we have akeem hicks but Lyle nichols looked pretty good today uh, i thought the secondary looked good we'll get to jalen johnson but it is worth noting that i, I expected them to get a little bit more pressure than they did did and I would have liked to see that a little bit more throughout the game. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm a little bit worried about the defense. Um, really? Yeah, I, I just I love Danny Trevathan to death. You guys know how I feel about Danny Trevathan. Um, he looked for the first time. He looked slightly. I don't want to use this word, man. I really don't want to use this word, but he looked a little bit you know, washed. It looked like that 
he, he looked very slow, very, very slow. And I know it's the first game. I, I get it. But it's just like he looked a step below. And I don't know if you guys realized it, but he just, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know. Am I am I going crazy? No, he was it, definitely he was definitely a step behind. He was definitely I agree. I, I texted one of my other friends during the game that Trevathan definitely looked way slower than yeah. previously. And, and the th- like, to be fair to him, I mean, this is his first game back. Um, I mean, how, when did he get hurt last year? Week, what was it? Uh, yeah, it was like mid. I could not. So I could not. He hasn't. Yeah. Yeah, it was like around mid season, so he hasn't played in a while. So I guess, you know, we can we can take it easy with him a little bit. Um, but it, it just it, it was a little bit worrying to me. Um, I think next game will be a really good indicator because if he's still looking like that next game, I mean, you know, if no one else around him is, is looking how he looks, it's it's kind of you know it says something. So. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, other than that, um, the pass rush non-existent uh, until the fourth quarter, um, and you know it, it's just Robert Quinn is not a you, you can't use that excuse. You you really can't. I mean, we have Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mag. That in in and of itself should be enough, realistically, sure, um, to, to get some pass rush. Um, but yeah, it was just a so-so performance. Uh, and this is just another thing. I think we have to wait one more week to really see, um, if this defense was just, you know, shaking off some rust or they're trending down. Yeah. I think that's definitely something to keep an eye on because obviously the Robert Quinn absence, you feel that, and that's more attention to, uh, Cleo Mack because you are missing guys like Eddie Goldman. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you still have Akeem Hicks there. You still have Bilal Nichols, who I think played pretty well. Um, and you still have Roquan Smith. Um, I, I was encouraged by the secondary for the most part. I think Jalen Johnson held his own against a good quarterback in Matt Stafford. So, I mean, obviously we're going to have to wait for the grades to come out. Um, but I, I think it's okay. I think, and you know, like we said with the offense, this is the first time that these guys are saying actual opposing competition right. um, all year. So, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm more optimistic about the defense getting better than the offense. I think this defense still has all the talent, all the guys. They just need to get their legs under them a little bit. I'm not worried about them. I, I'm really not. And I, you know, throughout the game, throughout all of the games today, I've tried to kind of tell myself not to interpret too much, not to assume too much because of the circumstance, because of the situation. I know some teams don't even play their players in the preseason, the Bears typically being one of them. So it's not like the greatest excuse. But again, like like you said, I mean, I, I still think this is the first time there's an opposing team on the other side of the field. It's, you know, it's not, they're not going to be like they are, they're not going to be in midseason form from week one. And I think that was a little bit evident. And I don't think there's anything wrong with admitting that. Um, But I think it will be important to get Robert Quinn back. And the secondary, I thought, looked better in general because Jalen Johnson, to me, looked really, really good. uh, Other than him getting truck-sticked by Marvin Jones, which was just, I mean, welcome to the league right there for Jalen Johnson. Welcome to the (laughs) league, Rook. But other than that, I mean, like you said, the PBU to end the game, uh, I mean, he was pretty much blank. I mean, Stafford stuck some throws right there into where he was covering. But other than that, I mean, I I thought Jalen Johnson played really well. And that's really encouraging because Prince of Murugamura last year wasn't the most encouraging player, I would say. Uh, And you could tell that he was getting slow. So it's nice to have some fresh legs. And I think Jalen Johnson was was pretty damn good today. Yeah. And um, just I want to point one thing out. Uh, Do you guys remember when he got absolutely destroyed by Marvin Jones? Yeah. Um, I I really, really like I just I was paying attention to see like his I was just watching his body language and, you know, just to see how he he would react to something like that. And he got back up 
Um, he gave a couple of high fives to, to some of the other players and he got right back, you know, to, to his job and, and, you know, he performed amazingly. So look, it's all about how you bounce back. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. And, you know, he, he, he looked a little bit, you know, he was getting into, into the feel of things. Um, but you know, by the end of it, I, I think he looked like the player that we draft that we hoped we would see when we drafted him. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, I want to pivot back to the offense real quick because there's one other rookie I want to talk about. Darnell Mooney, mm-hmm. uh, early action for him. And it looks like he's jumped a couple guys on the depth chart. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it looks like he's wide receiver four right now, which is way higher than any of us thought, uh, way more involved than any of us thought he would be. So, and, and he was good. He performed, too. When the ball came his way, he performed. He had a couple nice catches. So, um, if Darnell Mooney becomes a, a functional piece of this offense, I am very here for it. Dare I say wide receiver three? Ted Ginn Jr., zero receptions, zero yards today. Darnell Mooney, three receptions, 38 yards today. Third amongst our receivers. And, like... I mean, he just looked good. Like I don't like when you when you when I saw him out there. Like I didn't, it didn't scream rookie. It it really sure. did not. And he looked polished. He looked good. He's quick. He's fast. Like the run after catch is there. I'm I'm thrilled. I'm absolutely thrilled what you're getting out of Darma Money. He was only targeted three times, and it was just. I mean, I'm excited, and I don't I don't think it's absolutely outrageous to say at the end of the year he could end up as the RB three or uh, wide receiver three. Yeah. No. I mean, I don't think it's crazy at all. I, he his footwork is just incredible. This guy can stop on a dime. Like it mm-hmm. was, I, he put a move on. I don't remember who it was, um, and he just literally just stopped, and the guy went like sliding out of the screen. And I was just like, man, that that looks good. L- like you said, Kevin, like that didn't look like a rookie. Uh, I'll just say that. I mean, here's here's the thing. I, I think I still maybe consider Cordell Patterson wide receiver a little bit, but. Really? Mooney- a little bit, a little bit. But I, I think, yeah, I, I'm still going to consider Mooney wide receiver four for now. Um, but three target, three catches on three targets is a great start. That's how you build that relationship for Mitch. Now he feels like he has another guy that he can go to. Obviously, he's comfortable with Jimmy Graham. Obviously, he's comfortable with Allen Robinson uh, Anthony Miller. So that's great. I mean, you add then, if you can add Mooney and Komet in there as reliable guys too, that's five legitimate receivers you have right there. And then you add Tariq Cohen in there if you want to as well. That's six. So that's a huge step. I, that's really encouraging. And, you know, I, I, I hope Mooney blows our prediction out of the water for him, the over-under we set. I think it was in the 300s, right? Yeah, yeah I think the, it was 250, something like that. Yeah, so if he so blows that out of water, on pace to break that. Yes, yes, he is. So, you know, good for him. That's awesome. Uh, obviously, he showed something in camp, and now he's showing us on the screen. So I'm very here for that. Um, anything else that you guys want to hit, player-wise, defense, offense, coaching? Uh, well, let me, let me just say in general real quick, Chris, that, you know, again, we, we this is football. We haven't seen it in a while, and people are going to make interpretations. They're going to make assumptions, and, you know, off of one game, off of all these stats, they're going to assume all these different things. Even including myself, including us, and we all do it. But it, it is worth noting that again, given the current situation, you know, this is all very tentative. I think, and I think, you know, there were a lot of upsets today. There were a lot of good teams that lost today. There were a lot of bad teams that won. You can't really assume too much off of week one. And I know we say that every year, but it is true because just because you went one and zero in week one, and just because you went zero and one, doesn't determine your season. Just because certain players produced and some didn't, doesn't mean they're busts or booms. Like it, it's it, it's it's week one. This is all kind of tentative. I'm happy the Bears got a win, but I don't think we assume too much. Assume too much on either end of that. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I just want to hit on one thing. Um, Riley Ridley was a healthy scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, are you guys worried? If Mooney, if Mooney performs like this, I'm not worried at all. But, I mean, just, like, forget about the, like, incorporating him into the offense. Just, like, in terms of for Riley Ridley's future with the Chicago Bears, are you worried? Then yes. Okay. Yeah, in that sense, yes, for sure. Because okay. that, I mean, how many times did that happen last year? I mean, that, that was a consistent uh, I mean, that was consistent last year, wasn't it? I mean, he was always a healthy scratch. And then this year, it was kind of that first sign was, you know, he was uh, the last wide receiver in the depth chart. And we brought that up, right? We said that was yeah. a little bit weird. Yep, and yeah. now we have evidence that that was, you know, just no coincidence. Like, and again, like like what Jake said is important. It's like, if you get production with Darnum, it doesn't really matter. For Riley Ridley, it matters a lot because, I mean, this is a fourth rounder who shouldn't have take this much time to develop I, I can understand if he's a player that needs development but he's had a whole year he's had another training camp there is absolutely zero reason why he shouldn't be ready at least to to at least be out there for a few snaps i mean it's i don't know so i, I there, maybe there's something we don't know i mean it is strange and i want to know if one of the reporters are going to ask about it because it's 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 definitely worth noting yeah and like i i feel like i don't know i don't want to nitpick but it's just like I, I'm, I don't really agree with the fact that, you know, even if Darnell Mooney plays well, that it doesn't matter because, I mean, like, this is a fourth rounder. Like, I mean, that that's like you, you could have used somebody very valuable with that pick. And sure. You know, it, yeah. I mean, that's a sunk that's a sunk investment then. But I mean, at the yeah. end of the day, I mean, it, in terms it, of it, the offense. Sure. I, yeah. I mean, if you have someone else stepping up, whether that's Javon Wems or Darnell Mooney, I mean, yeah. that's something that you worry about in the offseason to me. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, but at the end of the day, Bears win 27-24. I think I was the closest, or 27-23, my apologies. Uh, I was the closest in our predictions, I think, so um, credit to me. But Bears are 1-0, atop the NFC North. Good win, good win for Mitch, good win for the Bears. A lot to build off of for next week against a very, 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 very beatable Giants team. So looking forward to that, looking forward to anything else that we might be able to learn, but I, I'm, I'm optimistic. I, I'm excited to watch this bears team next week. As am I, I'm excited. We got football back and we got a bears win because I was really thinking for about more than half that game. I was going to have to figure out what I was going to say in the event that the bears lose and what I say on this podcast. So I'm glad I didn't have to do that. I'm glad we're talking about a win and uh, I'm glad that it's a big momentum booster because like you mentioned, this is a, a favorable early season schedule and they have a real, real chance to gain a lead in the NFC North. So let's go. Big win for Mitch, big win for the bears. They're back, baby. Let's go. Yep. Yep. And, you know, everything we, we broke down aside, like at the end of the day, we're one to know. Feels good. Uh, mm-hmm. We're playing a team next week that is very beatable and we can be two and all. So I think, you know, it's it, I think you got to look at things positively here and, you know, and that that's really that's it. Yeah. So big win. Good win. On to next week. On to week two. As always, a pleasure talking to you guys. And as always, thank you to you, the listeners, for tuning in. We hope you are as excited as we are. So we will talk to you next week. Actually, no, we'll talk to you in a couple days to preview the Giants matchup. And then we'll talk to you next week to talk about the aftermath of that game. But thank you for listening, and we will talk to you later this week. And as always, bear down. Bear down. Bear down. Bear down.